0: Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit Sozosmtx.com. I don't know if anybody have, has noticed, but our world is a mess. Have you noticed that? That's just me. Okay. Well, our, our world is in need of King Jesus. Yes. Amen? Amen? And I think for a long time, uh, the church has waited for King Jesus to come back to finish up his work, but Jesus is actually waiting on his church to finish their work first. Yes. And, uh, and I believe this, that God is raising up a people in Sozo Church, and it's not just us, but this, this is what we're called to that would impact the whole world. And so we've been in this season we're calling Relaunch and we, we're kind of digging into what is it that God has called us to, where is he placing us and what does it look like to bring his kingdom everywhere that we go? And so I, I wanna teach you a really simple message on bringing the kingdom because I believe that God is calling us not to just be people who come to church, but that we are actually both the called out ones and the sent ones, that we're transforming culture wherever we go. Amen? Amen. Years ago, I uh, was at a barbecue restaurant in Wimberley, and I was talking actually with a handful of the law enforcement leaders in the county. Uh, We were just eating at the same place, and so we were having a conversation, and so I was Standing there with these three or four guys, most of them twice, maybe three times my age at that point, we're having a, a conversation, just talking about what's going on, um, and all of the sudden, from like that fold, you know that fold between like your leg and your pocket? Well, I was wearing shorts, and, and I had my hand in my pocket, and then all of the sudden, something dropped out on my shoe, And I had no idea where it came from. I realized it came from that fold. And I realized this, that it was pink. And it was not mine. And it was not a sock. It was not my sock. All of a sudden, somebody who lives in my house who wears pink undergarments, they're undergarments came out (laughs) while I'm having a conversation with law enforcement leaders. And before they knew it, I bent down and grabbed it, put it in my pocket, and nobody said a word. I think they had no idea what happened. But that had the potential to be one of the most embarrassing, maybe (laughs) even get me in trouble kind of moments. Anybody else have embarrassing moments? The, the truth is, though, see if I can land this into a, a spiritual meaning. The truth is, is that we all actually carry something. And we're better off if we recognize what it is that we carry. I love this story. We'll just go straight into Scripture. How about that? In Acts chapter 5. Yes. Some of you are picturing me there. <laughs> Acts chapter five verse 12. It says the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. and all the believers uh, used to meet together in Solomon's colon- colonnade, and no-, no one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more people believed in the Lord and were added to their number. I don't understand that. Nobody joined them, but people were joining them. Here's what's going on. God is actually moving in his church in such a way that people are are in awe of what God is doing in their midst. That they don't, think about joining them like somebody would join a club, but they realized that joining them would have a cost. And nobody joined them, yet people were joining them. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall on them, on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also, bringing from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick, and those tormented by impure spirits, and all all of them were healed. That's good news. Paul, or Peter, was carrying something. Peter was carrying something to such, such an extent that he didn't have to say anything or do anything because it was overflowing from his life. It wasn't this. It wasn't that he was afraid to say anything. And it wasn't that he was afraid to do anything But the nature of his life was so overcome by the supernatural that even in his shadow, people found healing. He was so overshadowed by the presence of God that as he walked, the very kingdom of God residing inside of him was causing demons to run the other direction. I believe this, that there is one difference between me, you, and Peter. One difference. It's that he was aware of what he carried. He wasn't more educated, we know that. He, he didn't have a different Holy Spirit than you have, and yet people were lining the streets so that his shadow would fall on them. Years ago, Lauren and I were garage sale shopping. We were actually at the same time raising money. I don't know how shopping and raising money go together. But we were doing it, and we were raising money to go on a a mission trip to Northwest Africa to take the gospel to a place that most people hadn't had the chance to hear. And so as we're, we're shopping, Lauren finds this little treasure chest, and I think it says $15 on the little tape, price tag on it, and she cracks it open, and she realizes that that Chest is actually full of treasure. Now, not treasure that me or probably John Berkheimer would recognize doll clothes, really, really old doll clothes hidden in this chest. And so we decide that we're going to buy this chest. We make sure that as we're leaving, that the the yard sale operators, that they recognize that there's something in that chest, and Lauren, who is a master negotiator, somehow whittles the price down from $15 to about $12. So we get home, and we start pulling it out, and there's like well over 100 pieces of antique doll clothes. That doesn't mean much, or didn't at that point, mean much to me. But we pulled them out. We started taking pictures. We put them on eBay. We we're watching 24 at the time, actually. And so we were like on the edge of our seats watching 24. <laughs> and up until about the point that 24 started, the, the price was at like $75. But with about 15 minutes left, I went and looked at the computer, you know, hit refresh, all of a sudden, it's at $105. I'm like, wow, this is going somewhere. A few minutes later, I go hit refresh again. It's about $225. I'm like, oh, well, this is going somewhere. A couple minutes later, refresh. At this point, there's about five minutes left. It's at about $400. dollars like, holy cow. A few minutes later, is over five hundred and twenty-five dollars. That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> Paid for us to go a good good part of us going overseas. Those people at that yard sale had no idea what they had in their possession. They had something of incredible worth, incredible value that they let slip away for twelve dollars. part of our biggest problem is that we are overly familiar with ourselves. That we know us and we think so highly and lowly of ourselves at the same time that we think that God cannot do what he was doing through Peter through us. So lowly, in the way that we believe that he would not dare do that in us. It's like not even worth this time is what we think. And so highly that somehow we are so messed up that God could not possibly do that through us. And I believe this, that God wants us to become aware of what we carry, aware of the treasure inside of us so that we take it seriously to the extent that it begins to overflow from our lives. That we would host the presence of God in us and with us and on our very lives, anointing us so that we would see transformation happen everywhere we go. I believe this for your life. I believe that God has a specific assignment for you and that he wants to put his spirit On your life for power, so that when you walk into that place, maybe it's your school, maybe it's your work, maybe um, it's your neighborhood, maybe it's your family, so that His Spirit in you begins to overflow from your life. Go with me to Luke chapter 17. Verses 20 and 21, it says this. Once being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of God is in you. Do you recognize that, that the very rule and reign of God, that he has set up his king's domain in your life, that his kingdom is in you? And I think so often we think that his kingdom is coming in a way that people will see, and we think, okay, I'm going to have to convince people that the kingdom of God is coming, But actually, we carry the kingdom of God inside of us. Do you understand that? And if we were aware of it, it would change the way that we live. I need two volunteers. Can I get two volunteers? Kenny, come on. Dustin, okay. All right. Yeah, stand over. No, separate. Come on, social distance, all right? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So here's the way that we have typically, we've been around each other a lot. You're okay. Here's the way that we typically bring the kingdom, the the way that we typically do evangelism, okay? We do it like this. Yeah, he's about six foot tall. He's got a big beard. Some of you learned that I used to be a carny and I worked to guess your weight, (laughs) but I'm not gonna do that right now. Thank you. All right, so I've got this friend. He's about six foot tall. He's got a big beard. He weighs about, no, just kidding. He's got really good boots. I like those boots. He's got a good shirt jacket thing. What do you think about my friend? Feel like you know him pretty well now? I know what he's wearing. You know what he's wearing? How about this? Kenny, come on over here. I'd like for you to meet my friend, Dustin. All right, you guys can sit down. (laughs) Here's what we tend to do. We tend to tell people about our friend, Jesus. We tend to think that somehow, if I just inform people enough that they're going to get it instead of introducing them to our friend Jesus. You have to understand that you're actually an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven, and the very spirit of God lives inside of you. This is not an informational kingdom. This is a show and tell kingdom. And so often we think if I just, you know, explain it in just the right way, if I've got the most persuasive speech, or if I just be really nice and do a lot of really good things, that somehow they'll get it. But I believe this that the kingdom of God is advanced in our lives to the extent that we carry it and offer it to people, and that it comes. In several ways, it comes in power, it comes in wisdom, it comes by you walking in your authority. It comes from the love overflowing from your life. And I think so often we try to do by our own strength what God wants to do in us and through us by his power. In Acts chapter one, you guys know this passage. It says, this, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you in power and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I believe this, that God wants to put his power on our lives in such a way that it transforms who we are. That so often we're living powerless lives we're living lives that, are, that have a form of godliness but are void of, its, of his power. And I believe that God wants to baptize his people in power. And I believe it's, it's really that simple. And as we allow him to do that in us, as we carry him, then it'll change the world around us. Would you stand? Right after Jesus shared that verse in Acts chapter 1, we see that the apostles did something pretty simple and yet profoundly powerful they got together in an upper room, about 120 of them, and they began to pray. And God poured out his spirit. And he's been pouring out his spirit ever since. And a lot of times when we think about God pouring out his spirit, we think about that one time that one thing happened to us. But as we read in the book of Acts, it's not that he just poured out his spirit once, but he poured it out again. And he loves to pour it out. And the way that you know that you're full is that you're overflowing. And I believe that God wants to pour out his spirit on us in a way that we overflow. It's really that simple. The world needs to experience the transforming power of God. And it's his power in us that transforms us, that changes the way that we look, the way that we live. I love the, the term baptism. What we're really talking about is being baptized in the spirit. The word baptism is actually just a, it's not a religious term, not a spiritual term. It's a cloth dyer's term. They would take cloth of one color. They would dip it in the dye so that it would become saturated to the extent that every fiber of that fabric was transformed in its appearance. I believe that's what God wants to do in us. So here's what I want us to do. We're gonna end um, slightly differently. In a few minutes, we'll have time actually for people to receive prayer. But I want us to call out to God for more of his spirit. Are you up for that? So let's just wait on the Lord. I believe that He has more for us. What if tonight God wanted to do more in you than He's ever done before, than you've ever experienced before? Would it be okay if He immersed you in Himself? to such an extent that every fiber of your being was changed. Just begin to pray, just inviting God, God, we want you. If you're at home, you can just jump right in with us. God's not bound by location. God, we just want you pour out your spirit on us. More of you. Baptize us in you. Lord, in this day, your church needs your power. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for us that you shed your blood for us, that we could be united with you, so clean, so pure, so spotless, that we could become houses for your presence. Keep going. Just press in for him. Ask him for more. We want more of you, God. Thank you for your love for us. And this hour, your church needs your power.